0: so how's it going guys thank you so much for joining us today my name is Hiram
1: and my name is Carissa Dez I personally like to talk about stigmatized topics and press communities and just controversial topics in general, as well as social justice, which is very important to me. This is Danny Cage, and um, he is a youth in our community uh, that I actually really look up to. He is the district student council, student representative, and student represented to the board of the PPS Board of Education. He's a youth ambassador to Don't Shoot PDX and an organizer with Sunrise PDX. If you've been following the protests in Portland, you should know who Don't Shoot PDX is. They've been very involved and they're also um, involved with um, Tr- Tressa Rayford, right? Right, Danny? Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're still in high school, right? And, yes, I am in high school, and you're you're doing big things. You're doing more than a lot of the people that I know who are in their 30s, and you've accomplished so much in in your um, in your young life. So, so um, when did you become um, active in the uh, like in social justice? You said around like you became more involved when the George Floyd protests started up in 2020, Danny
2: so as the protests started up um we portland also became i mean i mean with like social justice i feel like political um politics starts to like really rise as well i know like the 2020 mayoral race was kind of like my first like step into the door of politics uh i worked on teresa rayford's writing campaign and that was kind of like my first like (laughs) uh my first um kind of like intro into like the political sector in Portland.
1: Mhm. So that was new to you. You had just started um doing that in 2020. For me, like w- when I was your age, when I was in high school, I did not have the guts to to do what you're doing. Like I and I w- I wasn't even that like social justice wasn't even on the radar on my radar. So, um, it's just amazing to me that you've, that you're doing so much in the community. And, um, so, yeah, so that's where you got the motivation. Was anybody else in your family involved in, um, activism in Portland?
2: Yeah. Um, my mom is a teacher, a special education teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, she, (laughs) because of what, how education is, uh, the the current education system it's very little funds very little support and within that um special education gets practically (laughs) the crumbs left behind um and so that's kind of always seeing her advocate or trying to secure something for her students that was within a system of very little uh was something that i often watched her um she also took us to don't shoot Portland protest um, like really readily often since we were little like there's a photo so they've been doing of, it for a
1: while don't shoot has been around for a while
2: okay <laughs> yeah it, it's been around over a decade uh, I believe um, and so there's like photos of like us at like seven years old uh, wow you're a veteran little.
1: you've been doing it longer than I have
2: <laughs> with like um, with like signs
1: awesome was that exciting for you, or, like, was it was it scary at all, or?
2: I understood I was important, but I also, at the same time, didn't fully, like, grasp I was important. Um, looking back at it, I'm, like, super happy that I, I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one time when it, like, snowed, and they did the protest, and I, like, was dreading it as my feet were, like, feeling like they were about to, like... <laughs> like freeze off
1: oh no i feel like that's a story that you can tell you know how like older people will tell the story like they walked 10 miles in the snow back and forth to school like that's your that's your story which is i think even cooler they're standing up for something and not just walking to school (laughs) hey Hiram.
0: so i'm now on camera so how's it going guys good to see you officially um I wanted to ask you, Danny. You know, as somebody that's you know very involved now, and you've been getting more involved as you grow older. What can you tell us about like Gen Z? Are are they involved? Gen Do you Z think bum, the people at, at your age, you know, care about politics? When I was growing up, I think I grew up in a low income community, right? So that obstacle in itself makes it really difficult for people to get politically involved. But even then. I had a lot of friends that were like in high school, you know, they're really smart, but at the end of the day, they didn't really care about politics, right? It was grown people stuff or it was just something that, I don't know. Yeah, is, is more of Gen Z now involved? Is that mentality changing or is it you and just a couple buddies? What can you tell us?
2: Um, I feel like it is. Um, I'm also one person, so I can't speak for everyone, but I, I think like, I think our like, Our generation, like, I think of all the kids who grew up, um, like, police brutality has always been an issue. Um, I always think of this quote by, I think, like, Will Smith, but when he talks about it, it's always been an issue. But for the last, like, couple of years, it started to be, like, filmed, and it started to go very, like, mainstream and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of these issues are mainstreamed and are readily available for us to see. I also often think about the climate crisis that our generation is experiencing, and it's not mm-hmm. something...
1: It's like, thanks for sh-. leaving us with this planet.
2: <laughs> and it's like, we can't push it back anymore because we want clean air and breathing.
1: Yeah, that, it's <laughs> and really clean scary.
2: Water. Yeah,
1: That's really scary, and I apologize that we left you uh, with this mess um, and my kids with this mess <laughs> but um yeah i mean people uh like you are standing up and saying like you're not okay with this and at this point it's just it's like you know almost like survival because um you know in 2050 years i wonder what what the planet is going to be like we actually did a, a climate change um episode on our last season so um we talked a little bit about that and um, how um, a lot of scientists that I um, like, my instructors when I went to Eastern Washington University, were they were saying that um, if we don't do something big in the next couple of years, there's going to be a tipping point, and um, you know things are going to get bad. There's going to be like water wars and uh, shortages of food and everything like that. Um, and so you're involved. Are you involved in an activist group? um that focuses on climate change no that's sunrise sunrise pdx right um so and you guys have um events um that are really cool actually i went to one where there were people like dressed up as like plants and fish and stuff and um so, like you really see like i don't know like i'm a visual learner so i love those types of events do you organize those types of events in portland
2: um i've helped with a few i kind of uh, as I've moved, I, I kind of have started to get overwhelmed with organizing. <laughs> so I've kind of yeah, stepped yeah, back a little bit. With like A lot of freaking work. <laughs> climate stuff. Um, as I um, have talked about more recently, uh, the CCRP, the Climate Crisis Response Policy, which I uh, kind of helped craft with Portland Public Schools District. Um, but that's kind of been my main work. Um, that has been mostly other fellow organizers with sunrise PDX. Okay.
0: um Danny, i i i'm just stuck on this gen z topic versus like boomers and stuff so um you know we got kind of like not different generations i feel like don't forget the millennial that's like you're a millennial right <laughs> that's what i was gonna say you're a millennial i think i'm in between gen z and millennial and then you're, you're gen, gen z uh because I'm, yeah. I'm i'm 25 i'm about to be 25 this year uh, Carissa is somewhere in the vicinity of some, like, you know, just, just before, like at the beginning of the millennial period. And then you're kind of at the beginning of Gen Z and like me, Des and I grew up in a time where we kind of had a, our, our foot in both places where we grew up without technology, but kind of with it, you know, as we were growing up, um, like we didn't then, have phone
1: I didn't have a phone until I was 18. <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't have phones
0: you know this whole tiktok thing facebook social media like even i i'm not that old but even when i was younger like we didn't have that right that didn't exist uh we kind of just i remember i made little uh, like little papers uh like little paper phones and i would like draw in a keyboard imagine imagining they were like laptop phones and like It actually became a thing in my head. It was kind of like this sci-fi thing that I was just inventing that wouldn't ever exist. But anyway, I say all that because like, there's people that are even older than us, right? Like that are like in their forties, fifties, sixties that grew up before a time where there was even, you know, like TV in some cases. Right. I know my mom, she's like pretty young. She's in her forties and she remembers a time where there was no television. Anyway. So I think now you're seeing, like, there's a huge difference between generations, right? Because, like, before this era, we were all kind of at a steady pace of technological advances, right? It wasn't like 10 years. There was all of a sudden all this new technology. This is the first time there's that acceleration. And I think maybe it's causing a disconnect, which is why I want to ask you, like, do you feel like older people are just really disconnected with new trends, technology, ideas, ideas? you know, cultural movements, like, do, do you find it harder at your age group to communicate with people that are older, even older than me and Des, that didn't grow up with this technology, with this communication?
1: Or would it make it easier? Yeah. I feel like there's both.
2: Um, I know that we've had older folks that have been like, hey, um, like, I haven't gotten an email list from you guys. <laughs> and, um,
1: oh yeah, we email. Need an email like- <laughs> it's better than snail mail. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, you can find us on Instagram. um And some of the older folks are like, I don't have Instagram. Do you have Facebook? And mm-hmm. not every young person uses Facebook. I feel like Facebook is more like. A millennial thing. <laughs> it's hard. That oh, makes trust me. Trust people. me. It was hard
1: to make the switch to Instagram. I'm still on Facebook. I have wow. my have people watching on Facebook right now. Still got love for you. But
0: it Like Facebook was a hip thing. It was, it was like the Instagram, TikTok. Everybody was on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, tic, like Facebook was not the old person thing. The old person thing was like Outlook or like some kind of mm-hmm. email uh, app, right?
1: Yeah. But a lot of my, um, a lot of people who followed, you know, my live streaming and um, citizen reporting throughout the protests and like my interviews and stuff that I did during that are actually on Facebook. They are the older generation. And I feel like technology and, in my opinion, and in my situation, has um, allowed them to feel like they're more a part of what's happening. Like, and people from different countries too were, were very involved online, at least. Like, I had moderators who made sure that people weren't stalking me, and you know, all that kind of stuff um, from like Australia, New Zealand. Um, and they're older; they're like, you know, parents or grandparents. And um, I feel like uh, social media, Facebook, namely, um, was a way for for them to be more connected too. So, do you do you get that too? I mean, you you do um, the things that you do are a lot different than um, what what I work on. So, um, other than like the you know them using different platforms. Um, do you, do you mainly work with, with older folks or do you, um, I, like I said, like when I was your age, I wasn't really involved in anything other than like my little school teeny bopper stuff. So <laughs> so, um, so I'd imagine that you work with a lot of older folks.
2: I work with like a range of people. I mean, a lot of my climate organizing is with younger people, um, but also um, I work with the uh, education and in education um as a lot of times with older folks just because it's usually like 40 year olds who are school board members <laughs> yeah
1: i mean that makes sense um, you you learn you and then you live and then you teach usually usually that's kind of like timeline. so that that totally makes makes sense
0: um i i was just going to point out that you know at my age and, and danny you're going to find that you're going to be doing this at you're as a part of your generation at your age I'm teaching a lot of folks older than me how to communicate with younger generations. And I think it's, it's different than it's ever been before because before, like I said, technology didn't really change. Like TikTok didn't exist. None of the, Everything was really slow and very steady. And so like an adult kind of understood everything for the most part because they've been through it, but adults have never been through technology. They've never been through TikTok. They've never been through, you know, the way that young people now talk to each other. And I find that I'm, I'm teaching a lot of adults how to communicate, right? Like I'm teaching them something they've never heard about. And like a lot of adults, they like to think, well, you know, how could you be teaching me something you're younger than me? But it's just because, like I said, this has just never happened before people didn't grow up with younger people knowing something they didn't, right? Because things weren't changing the way they are nowadays. Um, And do you find that you do that a lot that you like you're working with older folks and you're like, man, they're doing this really wrong or they don't really get it. Like they, I know something they don't and you end up teaching them. Or maybe you didn't speak up at that point because maybe you didn't have the opportunity, but do you find that happens to you more often or often do you find that you're always kind of like trying to teach older folks how to, you know, come back to earth and and talk to, you know, people like your age and
2: yeah um it was funny the the other day um they were kind of it was this like government committee and they were like oh we lack public input we lack public you know public comment and stuff like that from community um and so i like went on the page and i was like right like the insert public comment button was like at the very far button uh, far below and i was like right like something i wanted as a young person i want a big red banner that says where to go and an arrow um and so i was like why don't you like post it on your like your instagram story and just do like a, a link right there so people would just find it and they're like what's an instagram story and then <laughs> show them that yeah people don't even think they're...
1: about it but it's such a great tool
0: it's crazy because like, you can add links to these things. Yeah, it's a
1: whole new world.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and old people don't think that you have something to teach them because again, they didn't grow up with this technology and how fast things are changing. Like, they just don't think that it's possible that someone younger can know something they don't. Um, it's it's kind of a really weird era, and nice. hey, I'm glad we have you on board because someone like you is going to be at these board meetings. You know, making sure that these older folks are keeping up. It's more important than ever. Keep them in line. Like, in Sorry. <laughs> like, <That's good. laughs> your role, you might, not, you might not see it right away, but trust me, dude, like these older guys, they've never lived in a society like we live in today. And you understand it better than they do in a lot of cases. You know how to communicate. You know the tools, how to use them. You know what I mean? And uh, that's why I really appreciate your work. And, and that's why I was curious, right? Because I knew there had to be a moment where you taught some of these older folks something they had no clue about.
1: Well, I know that I... I'm always learning from younger folks. Like I I have three sisters who are all at least 10 years younger than me. And I'm always like asking them for like Instagram tips or like, am I saying this word correctly? (laughs) That sort of thing. Um, and I feel like we learn from each other, like they, because I'm more, um, into like the activism world. So I feel like they learn about that kind of stuff from me. And yeah, I, I really, um, I really appreciate social media because, you know, you are able to like communicate with people of all ages and, um, in so many different ways too. Um, can you, can you tell us, um, I'm going to switch gears here. Can you tell us, um, any projects that you're working on now that you want to, um, put out there and let everybody know about anything new and exciting?
2: Yeah. Um, so right now uh, with the uh for the last few i don't even know how many months has been so many months um i've been working it's on the climate crisis <laughs> climate <laughs> crisis response policy uh in portland public schools um it is a both education and layout of like teaching our kids climate justice climate change um but as well as like getting all of our buses electric getting our buildings net zero it's a very big policy. Um, Portland awesome. Mercury called it the boldest policy for a school district to take for climate change in the nation, possibly. Wow. Um, and so what we've been doing is we're creating, we're getting the policy rolling out, but we're creating a charter application for community members. And the committee is basically uh, uh, kind of like a lot of these like government committees. It's assigned to keep the PPS accountable to it, um, but we're creating the charter application right now. Um, and so, in the coming months, any community member um, and students, which is, it has special students uh, positions on this committee, will be uh, available to the public to apply for if they're interested in um, climate justice, but also holding um, our district to such a big policy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, that policy is when I lived in uh, Spokane, Washington, everything just moves so slowly through um, through city council. But I feel like Portland's a little bit quicker. You know, Um, it still takes hard work, but things definitely move a little quicker than in like rural Washington. (laughs)
2: I don't even know where Spokane
1: is. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're not missing it. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk bad about it. <laughs>
0: you're not you know, missing you out.
1: There's <laughs> some good so good mean. things about it too. But <laughs> I just love um, Portland, so I'm biased.
0: I, um, I don't know how close we're getting to the 30 minute mark, but I think yeah, I'm I always like to out. ask towards uh, you know the end of our interviews and podcasts. Uh, you know what? What are your plans, uh, Danny? Especially someone in your position where you kind of. you don't, you might not see it right now, but you literally have so much ahead of you. You know, um, I feel like you might feel like you've done a lot, but your capabilities to do even more are about to rise exponentially. Once you get to college, you know, you're going to have a lot more freedom and you're going to find that if you really work hard, you're going to find the resources to do even bigger and more significant movements, you know, wherever you get involved. But I think I think I see your motivation. I think you're going to continue to create change. Now, my question is, how do you think you're going to continue to create change? And how do you think you want to transform the way that people are creating change? Right? like, do you plan to do something different to do you have any new ideas about how to get people involved? Is is there anything in your future that you're thinking about developing between now and, and when you get older and when you have more resources and time, right? Because maybe right now you don't have the time, but. When you do have the time and the money, what what new changes do you expect to make?
2: Yeah, um, I I think that what I envision is bringing my sort of like beliefs um, and political beliefs into any realm that I'm in. Uh, as an abolitionist, as an anti-capitalist, as a leftist, um, into, into those areas. Um, I actually think that I've been successful at what I've done because of my belief styles. And because in my opinion, they work um, (laughs) in these spaces. And um, right. Like, what is it like, even with the, I'll give an example, like the climate policy, um, not using the word environmentalism and using the word climate justice, because those two things mean, different things like environmentalism is something that is a very progressive uh you know liberal word versus climate justice acknowledges the fact that there are harm in our society that we need to fix and address
1: yeah environmentalism just sounds it sounds so pretty (laughs) so (laughs) i'm glad that it gives
2: me like deer running across like the field
1: (laughs) exactly and it really it really is a crisis and uh we do especially the younger generation does need to get justice for what people from um prior generations have have done to to the climate so definitely agree with you there um back when i was in um just like really quick when i was in third grade i remember there was like a huge uh thing about uh saving the rainforests and um that was huge so and you know, I w- I appreciate that because it got me thinking about uh, climate change and all of that. So I definitely think that the move is to um, to work within schools, like talk to the talk to the younger g- generations, even you know kids that are younger than you, because um, you know it really gets the ball rolling. And like when they're adults, they you know they'll have more knowledge about this, and they'll at least you know have some some knowledge and understanding of. Um, how you know climate uh justice and um you know how things are changing and all that so props to you and it's
2: really it's really great to share with the kids like i i think a lot of times we underestimate the kids They're like i went to these fifth graders and they had outstanding outstanding questions like these kids asked me about like education reform like fifth graders yeah, asked about like education so so raw questions. <laughs> climate climate yeah. stuff uh they wanted to talk to me about like uh the uh, lgbtq like bans happening in florida and like texas
1: i want to talk to you about that too nights, but we don't have enough time because you're it. just like doing so many things let me, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> let, let, me let me tell you danny to, like, all of that <laughs> all of that is like new to everybody um mm-hmm. these fifth graders everybody in the world is getting exposed to more information at a faster pace than ever before. And it, 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 I sound like that. I don't know. I sound like a broken radio, but I swear to God, it it hit me as I was growing up. That like, there was a very obvious shift. We went from literally not having computers and doing everything on these old overhead projectors and like talking to each other on landlines. So like, Snapchatting, sending emotes, pictures, videos, everything all the time. Everybody's connected. And, and even and playing quickly. like a live video. And and look, you know what? Back then, and it's gonna sound a little it's gonna sound a little ridiculous, but like back then, if you ran it as a kid, if you ran into porn, it was because like somebody had a magazine, you know, because something happened, but it was like really rare. And now any fifth grader with a smartphone, you know, who's smart enough to work a smartphone can access information that back then was like extremely restricted now i'm using that as an extreme example but imagine you know what that means for every other kind of information including you know things of like climate justice complicated political issues you know complicated political figures now accessing the minds of fifth graders who now have questions about the world around them and i'm telling you man that didn't exist because we're all really dumb because back then we didn't know what no what people didn't want to tell us we didn't know there was no way there was no like going on the internet looking no if somebody didn't want us to know we weren't going to know right and now fifth graders know things that even we don't we we can't control it right anymore like everybody has everything on TikTok, on this on that like you know it's it's getting harder to restrict information so these little kids are getting smarter they're getting so much smarter than the little kids i grew up with let me tell you we're all really dumb back then not dumb but we're just like nobody we got told us anything info that's from textbooks
1: old. and they're not always <laughs> correct
0: yeah it, it was textbooks
2: that were 20 years old <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we when we were reading them they were like 50 years old so
2: yeah ours when i grew up were from the 80s
1: yeah mine too so they're probably, the probably, the probably the same ones and now we're like yeah and now we're unlearning everything like i know the past couple of years i feel like i kind of just like um burned down all all of what i knew like in the not the whole life that i had but you know um metaphorically um like all of my beliefs and everything like i just started fresh and i was like you know what these textbooks are lies what i knew about um the justice system what I was um at least raised to believe is all wrong um so yeah it, um and um there's there's just so much information out there, and um you know, you gotta watch out for for fake news and and all that stuff too, but um yeah, but yeah it's I'm glad that you were i going remember
2: there. what's that I remember seeing I remember like. <clears throat> Because, like, even when I was young, I was never a fan of police. Like, I just, like, looked at them, and I was like, eh. Um, (laughs) But, like, I remember, like, once the Black Lives Matter protest happening in the summer of 2020, and all the information coming out about how, like, police don't protect us, um, the rate that they actually solve crime, which is, like, very low. Like, all this data started coming out right ACI i saw a lot of aclu stuff all over where, the where'd you, and where'd you get that data from like instagram and all that other stuff <laughs> yeah and like it, we do our fact checking like, <laughs> wait <laughs> these police aren't that good i mean i didn't like them but i was like man i hate them
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah when you're you know when you're growing up you're like you know, raised to think that they're are heroes and you watch um okay. cops you know bad boys bad if you ever my parents Do always like watched police that. <laughs> come
2: to in our schools
1: yeah that's, that's yeah cool. we did too yep but um we're learning that uh cops are only human and they make a lot of mistakes too yeah
0: and and now, and now everybody knows because now the only information coming out is not just from textbooks, but Instagram, social media, Facebook. And so, Danny, hey, we appreciate you so much. Even just jumping on like a podcast like this, it makes a huge difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting information out there for us in a lot of cases, you know, in, in all honesty, it's information that gets to older folks, right? <laughs> uh, you know, because our audience tends to be older. They tend to be like 40 in their 30s um um not really like the 18 and 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 below people in high school right those folks are somewhere else like on instagram but but yeah people hear you speak you know especially older folks and are like wow i never thought about it that way you know because i didn't grow up in the world that you're growing up right now Mm -hmm. so thank you you know for taking the time really for to talk to us about how you learned about you know political justice about how that motivated you to become an activist yourself, got you involved in things like sunrise, ATA ATX, we have a sunrise here, but sunrise in Portland, uh, and, and other, you know, organizations like that where you're constantly advocating for, you know, community voices and change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate you here taking time out of your busy schedule of activism and going to school full time. Um, and, uh, yeah just like putting that information out on on um instagram i i see you out there i see you doing your thing and um i think that's awesome like getting other people um in your age group um uh, bringing knowledge to them is is um really important and i think you're doing great work do you have any other um anything else that you want to talk about before we close out danny
2: um, no, not really. Um, I'm just really happy to, um, have talked to you guys. Yeah. I'm
1: yeah. Happy.
0: And keep up, keep up the work, Danny. You, you have so much ahead of you. And, and, and I'm telling you, somebody that at your age was really motivated to become an activist, right? Um, and I've, I've done a lot of activism in my time. And, you know, every year I, I get to do something bigger and something better in that experience. Just keep getting that experience, keep getting yourself involved. You, um, for me it's, it's really important to tell the youth that you know a lot more than you think and sometimes a lot more than older folks. Uh, you know, don't let this age gap intimidate you. Because now I think even more than before, like there's a bigger disconnect between older generations and younger generations. But, you know, keep inspiring folks your age to to stand up and to speak up, even if they're younger, you know, even if they're not as experienced as some of these 40 year olds, because The fact of the matter is, like I mentioned, uh, we live in a new world and you are an expert in this new world. You grew up in it, right? We didn't. We're having to unlearn things. Like for people that are older, it's a process because they have to unlearn something first before they can learn something new. It's not like, you know, you could just learn two things at once, especially if they're contradictory. Uh, you know what I mean? Learning to live in the new world takes a lot of time and something and, and that time you skipped because you've grown up here from the get go. Right. So you kind of had that head start. Um, and, and keep that in mind, keep in mind that you have that head start. You know, I, I really appreciate your voice, especially because of that. Cause I think we're in a really unique era.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you yeah. know, so just keep it up, man
1: and don't let boomers don't let boomers bring you down i love i love (laughs) uh you know my friends who are in their four. i even have friends who are 70 um who are you know hardcore activists and um understanding of um all of the new information that's that's coming out about um climate justice and um social justice and all that so um but yeah don't let the you know people stuck in their ways bring you down like keep doing your thing (laughs) thank you so much for being on our show thank you all right thank everybody you, thank you. this was another episode of based with Deson hiram with our special guest danny cage from portland have a great night everybody you slept have down have a great night